0: One of the most repeated phrases in New Zealand politics has been, don't write Winston off.
1: Winston Peters is very good
0: at getting lemons and making lemonade. But this weekend, the country proved the polls weren't that far off. He's gone. All Father the time has just come for Winston now. His time is up.
2: Here we are. This is in Russell. Winston Peters, right honourable, on his way out of Parliament. You'd have to think.
0: This is history, guys. Winston Peters exits Parliament the same way he arrived and survived. Scrapping,
2: you're talking drivel. If you're going to base your question on you know numbskull uh, information, then I'm not going to bother to answer you. We're going to hit um, the chitter yeah, so there. I'm not answering to you because you're no judge and you don't know the law. You're not, a, clear as a,
0: Mr. Peters. Why is it necessary for? We're ready to rumble. I'm Sharon Brett-Kelly, and today on The Detail, I'm talking to the only current parliamentary reporter whose beehive service matches that of Winston Peters, News Talk ZB's political editor, Barry Soper. He's got plenty of anecdotes about the political life and personality clashes of the colourful MP who entered Parliament in 1979, and he thinks the beginning of the end came three years ago after the last election.
1: I think his supporters were so disappointed after the last election. Um, Harry went with a party that had about 10% less than the National Party, and his supporters, I suspect, would have expected him to go with National. He decided he, in his infinite wisdom, would go with Labour. And there's only one reason he did that. He can't stand Bill English, and neither could he stand Paula Bennett, Uh, So there was no way in the world he was going to go with National. And he anointed Jacinda Ardern as the Prime Minister. Uh, I would love to know, and of course he would never tell you, does he rue the day now, given his criticism of Labour and the lack of experience. Well, he chose them, uh, so he had to live with them. But also, do you think
0: that that criticism... As part of his undoing, people just couldn't
1: swallow. They get tired of it. Yes, exactly. It's formulaic for Winston, really. When when you see him in a government, uh, and of course he was with the Bolger uh, government as the treasurer, and when Jenny Shipley took over, you know, he decided he didn't like the cut of her cloth and started vehemently criticising her and her government and eventually was sacked. With Helen Clark, he was actually a good, very good foreign minister, I felt. Condoleezza Rice used to bat her eyelids at him. I've and, seen um, pictures
0: of them giving each other a big hug.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, that was the first time that the Americans had said that we were allies rather than very, very, very good friends.
0: New Zealand is certainly seen uh, as a friend um, and an ally in, uh, w- and one with whom we share values.
1: That was a a significant um, rock in the road that was removed and Winston Peters can take some credit for that. So with Helen Clark, he was a good foreign minister, but of course it ended in disaster as well because um, the Owen Glenn loan thing.
0: The New Zealand First Leader Winston Peters has angrily denounced the media for questioning whether Labour's biggest donor, Owen Glenn, has also given money to his party.
2: It is a downright lie to claim... By innuendo, that any money came to New Zealand first from Owen Glenn. The day
0: after returning from Africa and South Korea and combative Mr. Peters called a media conference that was always going to deliver fireworks. And so I put the question to Winston Peters, did you or your party receive even one cent, one dollar, from Owen Glenn? And he reaches under the table and he pulls up the sign. No. Got that?
2: NO. <laughs> to every one of the allegations you have made.
1: So he was tainted. And um, this time, again, he's run true to form, uh, doing the same thing. And unfortunately, he rebounds on him. And my view is, um, and I know a lot of people will disagree with me saying it, but... Winston Peters is a consummate politician. He knows how to play the game. He came into Parliament. He's been in Parliament a a slightly shorter time than me. (laughs) And I remember the first time that I met Winston we got into an argument. And, uh, you know, and it's been like that ever since. We argue, we get over it. I enjoy his company. And um, I find the way he operates, some would say he's a bit dodgy. Others would say, well, he acts like a politician that likes to be in power. And he does. And uh, I think he's done pretty well over his years in the place.
0: Do you remember the first time you met him?
1: Totally. It was the Wellington Town Hall. It was a political conference and I I believe it was 1981. It was during the election campaign and Don McKinnon introduced uh, me to Winston Peters, and uh, he argued about uh, my style of driving one of his mates, he said, into his grave, and that was Keith Allen, after the Ministry of Silly Walks in the Muldoon government. (laughs) He was out of Parliament between 81 and uh, 84, but came back in 84 and uh, at the snap election. And, uh, you know, he's been there ever since, except for 2008, When John Key wouldn't work with him.
2: What I did was I said, I'm going to have standards and I'm going to do what's right. And I don't think I can look Winston Peters in the eye and be sure that I can rely on his word.
1: And Winston was, I guess, the casualty of uh, that election, but again, came back quite Mm. strong in 2011.
0: And so you, you know him pretty well. Uh, yeah. Or would you say you do know him pretty well? Oh, know I'm very well. Okay, yeah, yeah. so is he the person that we all see? Is he that public persona? Is that Winston Peters?
1: Um, there's a lot of theatre in politics with Winston, and uh, he reminds me of going back to somebody like Rob Muldoon. Uh, if you were an outsider looking at Rob Muldoon, you would say that um, Muldoon simply doesn't get on with the media. He doesn't like the media. He scowls at the media.
2: The true numbers are higher. Prime Minister, and I not am not I respect, Prime Minister, this yeah. is not the statement that I was questioning well, you about. With respect, Prime Minister, this is not the statement that I was questioning you I would like with, to with put equal one respect, last point to you. With equal respect, you are not asking me the questions that you were kind enough to put to me, so that I could get technical advice on. But Prime Minister, I, I, not, I will not. I will not have some time. smart aleck interviewer changing the rules of the game halfway through, Mr Walker.
1: In a private capacity, Rob Muldoon actually liked the media. I used to go up and have a drink, have a scotch with him and talk politics. And I was a young journo, you know, and he used to give you the time of day, mainly because I think he was very lonely. And if you look at Winston, it's not that dissimilar, that he scowls publicly at the media. There's some that he doesn't like. One thing he does like is respect. And he sees these young whippersnappers he believes that don't give him enough respect. But as a rule, Winston gets on well with the media. And when you have, a, um, for example, a, a press gallery party, uh, Winston's always the life and soul. He likes being ribbed. He likes uh, a bit of cut and thrust debate. Uh, so he's a very different person from the one that you see out on the hustings.
0: And so is he, because I was going to bring up that whole media, his relationship with with journalists. It's been, it's always been pretty stormy. Do you feel he's justified in some of those, you know, quite controversial public criticisms? Yeah, Yeah,
1: I do. Yeah, I think, um, you know, there are certain aspects of, um, and in fact, I was a witness in a court case relatively recently uh, where uh, Winston's um, pension details were uh, leaked during the last election campaign. And, uh, you know, they were done with malicious intent. There was no doubt about that, that um, Bill English the week before had said that um, cut out the middleman, basically get rid of Winston. uh, And lo and behold, uh, this leak of his pension details comes out and uh, it was done. It was a political move. Uh, Even though everybody denied it, uh, certainly he had good reason to be annoyed by it, and he felt that his integrity was being impugned, and uh, indeed it was. Uh, They wanted to discredit him and say that uh, he was taking a backhander, knowing all along he was ripping off the welfare system. Well, you know, honestly, a man on the salary that Winston was on, I don't think he has to worry about uh, looking for a few bob extra every week.
0: Mm. But what about the most recent one where he took he called Jack Tame James throughout?
2: <laughs> it's all well and good you know, to look back at things in, in retrospect, James, isn't it? James, James, don't try and, don't My try name and is be don't try and be a Philadelphia lawyer with me. I've been around a long time.
1: That was an ambush. They got Winston along to talk about the stock boat that Mm. had capsized. And so what does he do through the interview? He brings up stuff that Winston Peters has already publicly answered and he knew that would get right under his skin.
2: Since 2017, how much money has your party in the New Zealand First Foundation received
0: from the horse racing industry?
2: Look, I'm not going to come on and have a Star Chamber of Debate with you, James. This is the election. Well, I'm glad that it's we are sheer, both so concerned with taxpayer funding, Mr Peters. Well, Can you're you... not, but I am. Mr Peters, have you been interviewed by the Serious Fraud Office with regards to their investigation into the New Zealand First Foundation? Ah, oh, here we go again, you see.
1: The SFO mm. investigation, uh, there were several other things. So he knew that Winston would have reacted in the way he did, and Winston did react in that way. I don't know whether it was a good idea calling him James, but nevertheless, uh, that's what he does.
0: Andrea Vance the other day said... Well, I look at Winston now and I see a tired old magician pulling things out of the hat, like a tired old rabbit and a scarf, and there's no... the tricks aren't working. I mean, is it, is it just that his time is up now?
1: Um, Winston actually is very bright. He's a very sophisticated man behind behind it all. He plays a game. He knows exactly the chips that should be on the table. Um, but I think on this occasion, there's been so much going on around him. And I think one of the biggest mistakes that New Zealand at r- first was responsible for was the Provincial Growth Fund, uh, because it was painted as a political slush fund from the beginning. So... Uh, I think that's one of his mistakes. But um, he's had a disruptive campaign, like they all have, that um, he loves getting out on the campaign trail. He loves uh, driving around the country in his bus. He's very good at uh, public meetings. Uh, But unfortunately, up until a couple of weeks ago, uh, he was unable to do that because there were restrictions on the number of people that were allowed to gather to see him. Winston, he will go to far-flung places that a lot of the leaders wouldn't bother going to because they would feel that they wouldn't get the same publicity in those places. But um, he's always enjoyed that sort of campaigning and uh, has always done it extraordinarily well.
0: Yeah. OK, so let's go through some things. What do you think were his most effective years?
1: Well, his his most successful year was the first MNP election in uh, 1996. And he captured the public's imagination. it was very courageous of him to go out and form a party called New Zealand First. And that was by accident. It was somebody that had written to him and said, this is a good idea. This is a good name for a party. Some little old lady from the back blocks. And he liked the idea and he took it on. And uh, hence, New Zealand First was born. But um, in 1996... um, Against all odds, he got um, 17 MPs into Parliament, which was phenomenal. And I remember we were at a – I was on the campaign trail with him at one point, and we were having a drink, as one does with Winston, uh, fairly late at night. And um, I said to him, well, I think um, you'll get 17 seats in Parliament come this election, Winston. He said, uh, no, I'll get 23 as we were parting. And I said, no. He said, I'll bet you a case of Chardonnay on that. And I went, OK. So um, he said, and make it the best Chardonnay in New Zealand. I said, OK, Winston, that's fine. Uh, And I laid the bet thinking, going back to my room, that maybe this is going to be a very expensive bet. Mm -hmm. So uh, the election came out. He got 17 seats, as I said. And those long negotiations that went over, I think, six or seven weeks, Um, I contacted Winston and I said, uh, Winston, um, how about that uh, case of Chardonnay? He said, um, well, I'll wait for the specials to come in (laughs) and then you can have it toot sweet. And I went, okay, that's fine. The specials came in, 17 were confirmed. And um, then Winston rang me afterwards and he said, oh, That case of wine, he said, it's in my office. And I said, well, can you bring it over, Winston, and pay your bet? And he said, well, a couple of things you should know about. It's not Chardonnay. And I went, oh, isn't it? he said, no, it's Savignon Blanc. I went, oh, right. And he said, and there's something else about it. He said, um, it's from a vineyard called Mills Reef. And I went, oh, yeah, where's that? And in those days, Mills Reef wasn't really known of. It was in his own electorate of Tauranga. And I went, okay, that's right, Savignon Blanc, which I don't like as much. And then he said, well, there's one other thing you should know about this. The labels have my photograph on them. It was his campaign wine. So uh, what I did was I made him sign every bottle and gave it away, uh, donated it to charity. So they sold it off and uh, got much more money than it was worth, I might say.
0: <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Um, what do you think has been his biggest success? Can you pin it down to one thing? Would it be the super gold card?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I once said to him, um, he should have put his photograph on the super gold card to remind <laughs> people of where it came from. No, I think, uh, look, if you look at uh, Winston Peters and the policies that they made up, uh, free health care uh, was one of them for under six-year-olds, I think it was initially, on a sort of a, a different level. I think uh, his ability in foreign affairs, with the exception uh, this term of government, with China, because I don't think he's reacted to the Chinese situation very well. But in terms of the United States, he certainly brought uh, uh, us right back uh, into the White House with the United States. So I think, you know, he's done pretty well uh, on the foreign foreign affairs front. And of course, uh, people in foreign affairs speak very very highly of him because, you know, people might see him as a uh, political actor but uh, he's a pretty serious politician.
0: Yeah. So how does he do it? I mean, have you watched him when he's been on these overseas trips? Oh, absolutely. What, what is it about him that makes him so, I don't know, that wins, wins the other side he engages.
1: Over? You know, he's very good at engaging. And he's very good at going out for the uh, the late night dinner and sitting down with um, the likes of Mike Pompeo and, and people like that. Uh, sharing a bottle of wine, having a lot of laughs. He's got a very good sense of humour, and um, you know I think I think that's uh, a great strength of uh, Peters. Uh, and um, you know, as Chris Carter said to me this week, and of course he's no friend of Winston Peters, the former Labor minister under Helen Clark, he said to me, he said uh, Parliament will sorely miss. Winston Peters and I think I think parliament will because he's a character and we've got too few characters in parliament at the moment. Uh,
0: failures what would you say his biggest failure has been?
1: Uh, yeah it's very hard um I I think uh, some of his failures have been not to communicate things as well as he could do. Uh, because he gets highly excited and uh, his words tend to run into each other and you're not quite sure uh, where he's at. There are legislative failures that um, I was thinking of the three strikes legislation that to me should have gone because it's arbitrary, but uh, when, and Andrew Little was on the verge of uh, getting it through Cabinet and Winston put a stop on it. I think that's that's one mistake. look, there are too many that I can think of in terms of legislation that maybe he should have allowed to go through, but he didn't so uh, that's I think that's where his failing is and his inability at times to explain exactly what he was meaning by what he what he had done
0: does he actually have? Any friends in Parliament, (laughs) because he's really pissed people off on both sides, hasn't
1: he? Oh, does, yeah. But he's, no, he does. He has a lot of friends in Parliament. I mean, you know, I can tell you National Party MPs who really like Winston and socialise with him. uh, His own colleagues get on really well with him, uh, in particular Shane Jones. And he has obviously um, a lot of friendships in the Labour Party, uh, given the last three years. So, yeah, no, he's, he's generally a popular person in Parliament if you don't have to deal uh, 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 with a legislative agenda and hope to have uh, plain sailing with it because, uh, you know, he's got the bung and he pulls it unexpectedly uh, uh, time and time again.
0: Is there one particular incident that involved you that will really stick in your mind? About oh, absolutely.
1: Um, and it was in Washington, Winston went to Washington in his early days as foreign minister for Helen Clark.
2: The colourful New Zealand politician Winston Peters is making headlines on his first foray to the United States as Foreign Minister.
1: Three of us decided that we'd follow him to Washington because he wouldn't give us us, his itinerary. And it was a bit like, where's Wally in Washington? (laughs) We searched Washington, finally I had a tip-off that he was going to see John McCain.
2: The mission was supposed to be about mending fences with New Zealand's one-time ANZUS partner,
1: Uh, who of course went on to become the Republican nominee uh, for the presidency. Uh, So he was going to see Winston in the Senate. And um, so we decided we'd turn up at the invitation, I might add, of John McCain.
2: But instead, it's been overshadowed by Mr. Peters's sensitivity over the presence in Washington of members of the Wellington Press Gallery.
1: So when Winston walked along the Senate corridor and looked up and saw us there, he was Annoyed is not the word, he was furious. So anyway, we uh, got into the meeting, we started uh, having this conversation with John McCain. Uh, he was saying that uh, the nuclear issue was not no longer going to be an impediment.
2: Now, whoever is in the White House will be a friend of New Zealand. We have a long, close, good relationship, and one of our priorities is a free trade agreement between ourselves and New Zealand. Do you think that the current um Nuclear-free status of New Zealand is an impediment to that uh, trade agreement?
1: I do not. And we thought this is actually a really good story, and he was halfway through telling us this. Winston called a stop to us, said, I think you've heard enough. Free trade is our top. Free trade is our top. He
2: mm-hmm. says, so uh, I want to call a halt to this uh, press conference because we've got discussions. Okay. And yeah. it was two questions I asked for.
1: We yeah, don't want to yeah, yeah. back on weekend. No, not, a, not at all. But that would give you some heart, obviously, Mr Peters.
2: What the, no, no, no. What see me, look, up. I told you you'd have a press conference after this.
1: And kicked us out of the office and then put out a statement back in Wellington that we had gate-crashed his meeting. <laughs> so we had a falling out. For some time after that, but uh, you know, uh, time is a great healer in politics, <laughs> and um, you know you, you're back dealing with each other again.
0: Right, you've forgiven each other, yeah, for exactly. That. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but you know, you're always going to have clashes with somebody like Winston Peters. He's abrasive. He likes the theatre of politics. He likes to clash, and I think it'll be very hard for him because at seventy-five, uh, he could go fishing. He loves fishing. But, um, you know, uh, he's been so engaged for so long, um, I think he will find it uh, pretty tough.
0: Can New Zealand First survive without him? Can it go on?
1: Yeah, I think um, New Zealand First is going to find it difficult. I think uh, really New Zealand First is Winston Peters. Uh, and it's known as that um, they've got some pretty able people there. I mean, uh, Shane Jones, uh, if you put uh, aside the buffoonery, is um, yeah, he's a very, very intelligent uh, man. And of course, he had that provincial growth fund to play with this year uh, and announced that he was the prince of the provinces time and time again. But I think uh, one person that may have been overlooked that uh, could certainly be a potential leader, uh, but it's whether the public would see it the same way is uh, Tracy Martin. I think Tracy Martin has been a very good minister, uh, very level-headed in the face of uh, uh, some very difficult times. Uh, Ron Mark would like to think he would make it, but uh, I don't think uh, he's he would cut the mustard. But if uh, Tracy Martin, if she could rebuild the party, I think uh, she could uh, become quite a formidable uh, person in the political uh, scene.
0: So that's it for Winston, or is it?
2: For 27 years, there's been one party that's been prepared to question the establishment and challenge authority. And tonight, more than ever, that force is still needed. And as for the next challenge, we'll all have to wait and see.
0: But certainly, that's it for today from us. I'm Sharon Brett-Kelly. The detail is brought to you by newsroom.co.nz and made possible by RNZ and NZ On Air. You can get us downloaded free to your mobile device every weekday from any podcast platform. And if you're using Apple, leave us a rating so other people can find us too. This episode was engineered by Adrian Holley and produced by Alexia Russell. Thanks to Barry Soper. Kia pai, tō rā.